Blog Talk Radio. It's February 4th, 2020. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living Radio Show. Where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Uh, tonight we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown and I'm your moderator, Lee McKnight. Obviously there's some things going on in the background and we'll get to this snap fast here. So please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Okay. Welcome to the Working for a Living response to both the state to, to both the State of the Union as well as Democratic response from the perspective of labor. You bring on Jeff Brown here real quick. Hi Jeff, how are you doing? I'm okay, Leroy. How are you, buddy? Good, good. Uh, you were able to watch the uh, State of the Union and the response tonight. You know, I really don't trust anything that man says. Um, I just, I didn't watch it. I did catch the last minute of it when Nancy stood up and tore apart his speech. Um, that's about all I've seen. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't have no um, respect. I've been watching the, the uh, House um, impeachment hearings. I watched the Senate impeachment hearings, and it's all a bunch of crap. For all I'm concerned. So, yeah. I, um, well, I have no respect for the man or the other party. I I hear you, Jeff. He has, and we're going to go over why you're, uh, that is the case with you. Uh, and a lot of others that work for a living, and that's why we're here this evening to talk about this from perspective of labor. And, and you're one voice from labor, and one very educated man on the matters of labor. So uh, that speaks volumes uh, to your comments just now. So um, before we get started, uh, there was a unique moment uh, in the uh, presentation tonight. Uh, of the State of the Union, uh, and in honor of Black History Month, we'd like to thank 100-year-old newly-starred General Charles McGee, the last sur- surviving Tuskegee fighter pilot, and his great-grandson, Ian, who aspires to be in the Space Force. That's just an amazing story. Uh, and certainly pulled on the heartstrings of America, but didn't say much about the State of the Union itself. <clears throat> um, Jeff, I'm going to try and t- take these uh, elements that uh, Trump, I know you have them that I've uh, noted here, uh, and I'd like your comments on each one if you want to as we go through them. Uh, okay. You noted that three 
three years of economic decay are over and unemployment is low. The union, the union or nation, has 40% of its workforce make, making less than $20,000 annually while working two, three, and four jobs. Is that, in your opinion, low unemployment and the economic decay are over? Um, no, it's not over. Um, we talked a while back on one of the earlier shows that uh, the unemployment rate, in my opinion, does not measure the number of people who are unemployed. Um, I want to know how much, how many people fell off the unemployment rate because their benefits expired. I want to know right. how much, how many people who were, had them expire rolled onto welfare. They never give us that stat, and um, that's just something that I argue with myself in my mind all the time. We are not uh, right. It's not over. It's there's more to come. Right. The uh, uh, calculation for unemployment, so that everyone knows, was changed in the late '80s, uh, near the end of the Reagan administration, uh, and it uh, since then has not truly been an uh, accurate measure of the unemployment rolls. I actually know the young man that's in charge of calculating the actual one versus the one that's reported, and they are substantially different, just for everybody's uh, interest there. I can't divulge who that person's name is because there would be trouble, but uh, I've spoken with him at length on that matter, and uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, number two, tax cuts. This, is, this comes from him, tax cuts. Uh, are only for the wealthiest and uh, negatively are affecting teachers. Uh, and, well, he, he, he uh, talked about his tax cuts. And our res response is that they're only for the wealthiest and they're negative and negatively affecting teachers especially so that they can no longer use unreimbursed employee business expense to deduct pencils and supplies, other supplies, uh, they buy for their students. Uh, you know, it's just horrible that these tax cuts are, are hurting working men and women and affecting only the wealthiest. So, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I um, don't kind of agree that it's tax cuts are for the wealthiest. If corporations and the one percent people can deduct their private jets public taxes, and teachers can't deduct pencils and supplies for their classrooms, there's a problem there. Right. Here okay. in Michigan, okay. uh, teachers have to pay back part of their um, pay every, every year, and then they have to retire after 25 years of service, or they lose part of their pension. Um, and that includes all uh, school employees, bus drivers, uh, aides, everything. So they're not helping the little person. Number three labor point that, that he pointed out, uh, that, that the new NAFTA is a great trade deal. Uh, responses, 
there remains no codified upward sliding scale for Mexican workers' wages. And he said that labor unions agreed with it. Well, that's simply an extension of corporate labor unions that, as we know them all too well here in the UAW. Uh, and uh, sometimes they agree to things that aren't necessarily in the best interest of the country or their own workers. And that's that. So your thoughts on that, Jack? About now? Um, I agree with that. You know, the trade agreement should help both sides um, across the border. It's just not, there is no fair trade deal. It's one-sided and always will be. And there's no uh, pathway to the Mexican workers becoming a consumer of uh, large-end-item products like an automobile, for example. So we'd like to see that, but it's simply not there. You know, everybody's taking credit for something that's really not not, uh, written in America. I agree, Leroy. Number four. Rebuild America's infrastructure. America's infrastructure. Well, how will you pay for it? And I'll get into the next part uh, of this response here when we get into Democrats. So, but uh, you know, it, it's something that costs money. You just don't snap your fingers and say, "Oh, we're going to rebuild America's infrastructure." Well, why haven't you done it so far? And how are you going to pay for it? So. Uh, Jeff, you got a response to that? Yeah, I think we have to go back to the uh, thinking of the New Deal by FDR. He's the one that started it all all back during his term as president. Uh, If he can do it back then during the biggest recession we ever had, or depression, um, we can do it now. Do it. Right. Whatever right. FDR did. We can do right. We can put building trades to work and we can fix these roads and rebuild them as necessary. Uh they're they're still in therein lies the the, the uh, uh cost of uh, making such repairs. We spent two point seven trillion dollars to do, rebuild the military. Um I don't think it would take anywhere near that to rebuild the roads. Uh so let's let's you know, I mean, military is important, but let's uh, let's kind of focus on some other things too. Um, the uh, uh, he called the uh, public schools. Well, first of all, they gave a, a uh, uh, scholarship to a very deserving young woman uh, to go to whatever school of choice she wants to, and now she can do that with that kind. of uh, scholarship, and then said that he should have fifty million dollars or such, some such, to have scholarships for every student in the United States to go wherever they want. And it then admonished the failing school, government schools, as uh, horrible places to be. Well, Mr. President, you are in charge of the government. You are in charge of the Department of Education by and through your Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, who hates public schools. Why don't you find somebody that does like public schools and fix them? 
for everyone, every student. Jeff, you got a response? Well, I agree. I agree with you. We spent far so much on our military and its endless wars over the last 20 years almost. Um, try and put some of that money into good, good use for every American. Right. Um, the next thing was really interesting. He's going to provide health care for every citizen in the United States. And then he turned around and he said, healthcare for everyone is socialistic and does away with all private employer plans. Well, Mr. President, done properly, does neither, okay? Done properly, it simply does neither. So, Jack, you got a comment on that? Again, that was one of his many lies and what I understand. Uh, what I'm seeing now is that people are coming up. Yeah, you're, you're breaking up, Jeff. Okay. Um, I think just another one of his lies, I do that to tell people, it's also a campaign year for him. So he's he's been impeached. He knows he's in a little bit of trouble, so he just got to play up to his his uh, base, and that's exactly what this statement does. Right, he literally contradicted himself, saying he was going to give health care right. to everybody, and then said it's all socialistic, and then uh-huh. you know demeaned it. Uh, so uh, our seventh element here doesn't necessarily talk about labor, but there were many plays after the need of the speech, if you will, uh, on the heartstrings of Americans about soldiers, God, young children, returning uh, soldiers, uh, and so much so that the New York Times described it as a reality show already. Uh, And uh, so that's about the end of uh, Mr. Trump, do you have any comment on, on that? That's about the end of his labor uh, aspects. Um, I agree with the New York Times describe it as a reality show, but instead of calling it The Apprentice, we should call it Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Because he sure isn't. You know, he thinks Kansas City is in Missouri or Kansas. Um, it's just, I don't know. I'm gonna get on my soapbox yeah. early, right, and lose a lot of people. Yeah. All, all the people from Missouri are putting up the, the uh, a photo of the singing group Kansas, and on the bottom of it they have it. They replaced it with Missouri. <laughs> We're gonna call it Kansas, Missouri. <laughs> they had a little fun. Yeah, this is serious stuff in the end, and it it really, you know, while all presidents have a a couple of tugs on the heartstrings, we really need uh, some meat along these lines for working on women, and the speech was simply void of it and demeaned teachers uh, in the, 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 the calling the public schools of government failing 
Come on. Fix them. You're in charge. <laughs> You're in charge, uh, dude. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, kind of where that's at. The uh, uh, both sides uh, uh, address health care. And let's get into the Democratic response now. And this was given by our governor, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. And she's a nice enough lady, and she did an okay job. But we're talking about the issues that affect labor here, okay? That's what we're talking about. And we just ran down the few at the top of the uh, matter of uh, 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 the uh, State of the Union by President Donald Trump. Now, we're going to get into the Democratic response. There's only a few things here. Uh, she said, not, not everyone has a job with health care. And that's true. Uh, are you there, Jeff? I agree with that. Um, okay. We, we right. do need health care. That's a place of work. Yeah, anybody that working should have health care. You know, anybody. And, and health care that takes care, right? Okay. Um, uh, then she also addressed the, as we have, uh, the teachers' student supply costs. In other words, teachers' out-of-pocket expenses for them buying supplies for their students was never the case when you and I were coming up, Jeff. Now it's a, it's a standard. And the, the uh, response was that they need help. You know, that more money needs to be put into these school systems and structures so that teachers may not have to buy. Uh, school supplies, so their students can learn, and be, you know, in, in, the, in the end, they get tested. So if they don't have a pencil, how can you test them? Oh, <laughs> Lord! Yeah. Uh, and in in the end, she uh, oh she she did address minimum wage. Okay. Uh, and uh, so I put it in the notes there, Jeff. But if you want to. Uh, talk to the fact that she addressed minimum wage uh, and how important that is. I read somewhere earlier this week that if the minimum wage kept up the cost of inflation, minimum wage would be over $33 an hour. We all know minimum wage has not increased in, what, almost two decades, maybe longer. Um Time to change that. Uh, there's a reason getting people working two or three jobs just to pay the rent, food, and other bills. Um, right. You know, it's, it's despicable how this is supposed to be the greatest yeah. country in the world and how we treat our uh, own people. Exactly, Jeff. Exactly. Um, the uh, uh, issue of the, she addressed the issue of uh, stocks being too high. Uh, so um, uh, that was something that uh, I, I felt strongly that she needed to address. That uh, you can't have such euphoria while the, the masses are are sorely lacking. So, what are your thoughts on that? The stock market? 
believe. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, solid workers had a, a right where we can contribute to a 401k. But the last percentage I heard was only 6% of the auto workers, this was back a long time ago, have, have a 401k. Um, so does it really help? Stock market really help the average Joe? No. No. Um, no. A lot of people don't understand exactly. it as well as you do, really. So yeah. that's well, my thought. What's the difference? Yeah. So she did address it, though. Uh, she, she talked about it being too high, and she did address minimum wage. In the end, she said, listen to what people say, but watch for what they do. And that's a good measure for everybody, because now we're going to get into the issues of labor that we have been watching for to be addressed tonight. And uh, we're going to dig a little deeper, okay? Uh, we have nine important labor issues that we look for from either side to address this evening. Let's see how they did. Here they are below in uh, alphabetical order for those of you that can't see the screen. <coughs> Pardon me. And the first one is the automation replacing human workers. Very serious problem in today's workplace. Truck drivers are expected to get replaced. Taxi drivers, Uber, Lyft drivers, auto workers, even McDonald's, you're seeing it incrementally creep in in McDonald's. They want you to make your own order right now. They don't even want somebody to take the order. They get indignant if you start to say, I want somebody, real person, to take my order. Did the Republicans or the Democrats address it? Jeff, um, what's in the box? They're against the point I could, I could see. Um, it's a real problem well, that needs to be addressed very quickly. Very quickly. Neither side addressed it. Okay, chain calculation of the CPI. That's where the uh, Obama administration changed the calculation of uh, consumer price index to, of the 30 uh, units in the basket to calculate only from the bottom five. Calculate only from the bottom five. Did either side address that? The answer is no. Debt peasants insurance, that's where Corporations buy life insurance on retirees beyond their uh, contractual health care or uh, life insurance that they get and then take those pro those proceeds tax-free and place them into the executive suite pension plans and they're siphoning off hundreds of millions of dollars in doing so. And they then, uh, uh, to disadvantage of the stakeholders, the employees, bondholders, stockholders, and the, the communities in which they reside. Any side address that, Jeff. This is a big deal. It takes no. money right out of our pay, paychecks. Neither side did. No, neither they side uh, addressed it. Yeah. Also known as uh, corporate life insurance. Global tax imbalance. That's where uh, the other countries, emerging countries, especially 
uh, like China, Vietnam, some of Chile's in emerging countries. Uh, these countries that have re-emerged their uh, or reconfigured their uh, tax base, they've all gone through a, a sales tax known as a VAT tax. Uh, corporations have become quite adept at being vertically integrated, so that that does no, no longer affect them through the product, but only at the end item. Uh, and that doesn't get charged if they sell it in the United States, so they come in here with zero cost of government uh, foreign products as opposed to our uh, payroll withholding that's built into the price of any product. Did either side, oh, by the way, if you compound that national trade deficit from a baseline of $500 billion in 1982 when this started at the G7 Mexico City Conference, then that uh, equals, in compound with the 10-year Treasury note monthly, equals our national debt of $22 trillion. Okay. Did either side address that, Jeff? Um, the global tax imbalance? No. Neither party discussed that. Okay. Minimum wage, we kind of discussed a little bit. Uh, did either side address that? Uh, looks like their Dems are, are trying to address it. All you got to do is um, watch campaigns for all these Democratic uh, guys, ladies running for president. They're talking about it. Okay. So, yeah. so we're we're now, uh, uh, let's see, minimum wage is five in, and we got Republicans zero, Democrats one. Okay, so that's, you know, not a very good record for either. Permanent replacement of striking workers, another important issue to union workers in this nation where they can go on strike and be permanently replaced. Was that addressed by either side? Uh, yes. I'm sorry, no. No, no, no. No, neither side did that. So, yeah, exactly. So that's that's another one down there. So, uh, right to work, very, uh, very, very important. And, and you know, it's on the mouth of the, the tip of the tongue of virtually every worker in in the uh, union environment, uh, and how that affects them. Was that addressed by either side? This is a very important labor issue. No, either side of the union. No. no. This affects on wages. Yeah. Wages enormously. Okay. And you know, this this whole notion well, we'll get into that when we close. Stock buybacks by corporations. Illegal until nineteen eighty two. And then made legal in the uh Reagan administration uh so that they could buy back stock. Uh Joe Kennedy in the uh, chair of the Securities Exchange Commission in the 30s, 1930s, during the Depression, said that stock buybacks and eventual sale of same stock when they needed cash to operate added to the depth and the, the length of the Depression in a significant way. Unfortunately, we made that legal in 1982 and it's become 
manifest in everyday operations of late. And either side address the exuberance of the stock market because of the corporate buybacks in tonight's address or the reversal. The Democrats have it trying to address it. They claim it's too high. They, they made a feeble attempt at addressing it, and the Republicans did not. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, well, as a result of uh, unintended consequence of the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, uh, people uh, that made that worked more than 32 hours, the corporation or company was required to buy their health care for them. Those working less than 32, for, in other words, 31 or less, they had to pay for their own health care. That caused people to work two, three, and four jobs. with no overtime. There is a fix, and that fix would simply be the change to Fair Labor Standards Act 1937 and say overtime after 40 hours, and add these three words, overtime after 40 hours at any job. And that puts people with a little more income in their in their, uh, uh Offers in the in the bank account at the end of the week, not a lot, but it's better than just plain old seven twenty five minimum wage. Did either side address that, Joe? Um, no, and they should. No. They should be okay. So, of the nine that we had, okay, uh, we have uh, Republicans didn't address a one. And the Democrats address two from the labor perspective. From the labor perspective, perspective, they only address two. So, you know, we've heard from the Republicans, we've heard from the Democrats, and now you've heard what we look for tonight to see if we could find anybody that really cares about us enough to talk about our issues. And this goes for most of the candidates on the campaign trail as well. Nobody's talking about our issues. These are our issues. There's more, but these are our issues here. You know, teachers need to have the ability to deduct pencils that they buy for their students. The fact is they shouldn't have to buy pencils for their students from their own money. Workers deserve overtime after 40 hours. They shouldn't have to be working three jobs, 30 hours apiece, at 7:25 just to put bread on the table and a roof over their head, and have to walk to work. It's sad. You now know that we deserve better for workers in our nation, and you should now demand better from all our leaders in the name of working men, and women. Thank you for listening to our response from a labor perspective by working for a living. Jeff, do you have anything else to add? We don't want to go long here. But you know, no, I just long. pay attention to the candidates of what they're saying and what they're doing. Um, that's some really good advice. That's what I'm doing, sitting back and 
listen to what they're saying, and what their past has been, past records been. Um, Got to pay close attention, people. This is very important. Well, we'll address these uh, as uh, our time goes by. We'll post this little uh, uh, cheat sheet we have, a little primer that we had that we look for the nine issues that we ha uh, were looking for as we listened to, to both sides tonight. The Democrats did okay. They did two out of nine. And the Republicans did zero out of nine. And um, quite frankly, you know, uh, both sides addressed health care, but none of the candidates are either. They didn't address it either. So I want to thank all the listeners that come tuned in tonight this late hour. We really appreciate it. Thanks to our global listeners that you might be able to listen early in the morning, <laughs> so, uh, especially Norway. Thank you. Really appreciate you. All of our listeners in Canada and Mexico, the U.S. Union and non-union listeners, all of our UAW listeners, if you found value in the show, please tell one more person about us. Have fun. Stay safe in the coming week. God bless each and every one of you and our great nation. Good night, Jeff. Good night, listeners. Have a great one, please. Good night, everyone.